Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Gentlemen, non-binary persons, ladies, Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band, the audio performance you are about to enjoy discusses casinos and gambling. We do not recommend gambling with money you cannot afford to lose or that is needed to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. Our host's past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including his own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. It is, it's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. I have been drunk now for over two weeks. I've passed out and I've rallied and I've sprung a few leaks. Yes, I am a pirate. 200 years too late. The cannons don't thunder. There's only casinos to plunder. I'm an over 40 victim of fate. Arriving just in time, I suspect. Welcome to episode 117 of our Casino Combat podcast. I have had a busy two weeks. Two weeks of living the casino lifestyle that being good at the game of casino gambling allows. I'm going to share the details about our adventures in a travel segment today. A travel segment today that's going to focus on the travel and the lifestyle and some observations about the travel rather than results of the travel. We also finished another month of gambling, so we will cover all of those results, the results for the month, which is also the results of the travel part, in a virtual VIP lounge segment to wrap up the episode today. A caution that I will probably provide more than once this episode, I'm going to talk about the travel not to impress you, not to inspire envy, rather my hope is that the travel segment will be aspirational for some of you and educational for others. I didn't understand until recently how simple it was to take your land-based play in Las Vegas or Atlantic City and get on charters to other locations. I didn't understand until recently how simple it was to use that same play or play in other locations to enjoy comped cruises. If I didn't know, then many of you perhaps did not know either. The goal of the travel segment isn't to have you think, wow, look what he did. My goal is to have you think, Hmm, if he did that, I can probably do it too. I want to show you what types of gambling lifestyle I have learned are possible and hopefully educate and inform a little bit in the process. It is a metaphor I use often and will use again today in a couple of ways. And it doesn't really extend perfectly well, but oh well. I'm still just walking the path 
ahead of many of you, trying to leave footprints in the sand and the ocean for all of you to follow. I'm also going to respond to an email I received from Gwen313. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to respond, but the reality is it's it's more an email and more a segment that she's outlined, <laughs> including some directions and that kind of thing. I will try to do it justice. Gwen313 is very, very clever and always has an interesting take on things for me to share with all of you. So we will have a questions my son's asked segment to respond to that email. And finally, I have a new segment for you today. Padawan Parables, a story with a lesson for those of you who are just starting out. Those are the topics. How shall we arrange them, T-Rex? Let's do questions my sons ask, then the travel segment, then Padawan Parables, and of course, finish up in the virtual VIP lounge with the results for the month of June 2023. That's the battle plan. Before we move out, let's talk about the things that the squad has been doing out there in the Casino Combat Galaxy. First up, big news, big, big, big news. Commonwealth Commander has become the newest member of the Excelsior Brigade. Casey is someone putting in an effort to integrate himself into the squad as much as possible. I have it on good authority that Inner Circle member Virginia Casino player Doug, defender of the Commonwealth, 8th to the ring, made sure this was a solo mission for Commonwealth Commander. Oh, Commonwealth spelled with a K, obviously. VCPD did not provide any hints or suggestions. He just let KC go through the process on his own. Well done, Commonwealth Commander. Well done, and welcome to the Excelsior Brigade. In other squad news, Dr. East Coast Emissary, fourth to the ring, PhD, has been doing some excellent research in a very interesting area, automation of casino processes. He is developing spreadsheets that are usable on a cell phone to monitor outcomes and adjust behavior to respond to those outcomes. Really, really innovative clever stuff. He's gone beyond the results tracking that I've been doing and added calculations that suggest appropriate next steps and actions. He is automating the plan, thus making it easier to execute the plan. He is taking the thinking and calculating that I do to determine the next step and removing it from the process by automating it. We are still sorting things out, which is to say he's patiently waiting for me to sort out how to present this to all of you and make it available. That will happen. I just need to make some choices on how and when and get the mad scientist to make some changes to the website. In addition, not being satisfied with exploring automation of processes, Dr. ECE also went on an expedition to the land of YouTube and excavated an ancient document that describes an absurd way to play blackjack ridiculous. It's a strategy that increases the house's advantage to an absurd level in order to implement a very aggressive wagering approach on the regressive side of the game. That is to say, increasing wagers after a loss or series of losses. Now, having a PhD in casino combat, Dr. ECE realized that while this was perhaps not a great way to play blackjack, Applying the ideas to bubble craps, and specifically the don't pass line on bubble craps, might provide some meaningful opportunities. Again, we will reveal all of that at some point. We are testing and discussing various bankroll sizes and exit points. We are testing, testing, testing. It is very interesting stuff. The point I want to make here is that while all things may look very calm on the surface, episodes coming out, pictures being posted, adventures being enjoyed. Below the surface, as we enter the fourth year of casino combat, our feet are just paddling like crazy, just like a duck on the water. 
Same Bet and I are working on sports betting, and he has released some great stuff on the Same Bet YouTube channel, testing TRG4 win more, keep more in his craps pit. Dr. ECE is working on in casino processes, automation, and new wagering systems. Inner Circle member Equine Ensign, eighth to the ring, has allowed myself and my son, the heir apparent, to purchase a small share in a racehorse, and I'm learning about that aspect of gambling from him. VCPD just posted his second month's results online in the Casino Combat Facebook group. The point is we are busy, 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 working as a team to bring new material, new technique, new information to the squad. And I mentioned the Facebook group, so I've triggered Article 7 or whatever it is in the online creator's bylaws. I don't want to get sanctioned or anything for violating one of the articles, so let me fulfill my obligation in that regard. In addition to the podcast itself, we have a website, CasinoCombat.com. Combat, of course, spelled with a K. On the website, we provide a variety of supplemental materials related to the podcast. Also on the website, you will find links to our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We have a great group of people who interact with us on Instagram. We use YouTube to provide resources that do not fit well in podcast form. We have a boot camp playlist that covers the core concepts of Casino Combat in a series of short, easy lessons. We have a playlist cleverly named TRG Wagering Systems, where I play through on camera all of my wagering system using real chips and a blackjack simulator. When you interact with our online content, it is very helpful to what we are trying to accomplish if you donate a like, a subscribe, a share, a star, a comment, a favorite. And we are very grateful to all of you who take the time to do that for us and with us. We see it. We notice it. We are thankful for it. There. I think Article 6, 7, 9, 12, whatever it is, I think we've satisfied that obligation. I don't think the internet police are coming for me anytime soon. Just one more thing, and then we will get started executing the battle plan. One more thing going on in the Casino Combat Galaxy. I have been having several discussions with experts online, and I am here to tell you that according to those experts, I am wrong. They are sure, 100% sure, that the math indicates losing is inevitable. 100% inevitable. It cannot be avoided. Now, they have not and are not willing to listen to episode 113, where I discuss the meaning of returning to the mean, they are not willing to engage in a discussion on the difference in, ex in applying the expected result calculations to the pool of all wagers being made versus an individual making choices about when to play and when to leave and the wagers being made. They know that you cannot win over the long run. I am wrong. They know it. It's just not possible. The math says so. In fact, I had one gentleman explain to me that he's been playing craps for over 40 years. And yes, he has had winning streaks go on for months and even years sometimes. And yes, he has enjoyed the travel and the comps and the gifts. But eventually, you will lose it all back and more. It has to happen. Cannot be any other way. You have to lose what the math says you have to lose. Now, I asked if he knew the value of the comps and gifts he had received in comparison to the money he had lost. And he did not. I asked if he had only if he was only making the craps wager with the smallest possible house advantage, or if he also made a variety of higher house advantage wagers. And of course, it's the latter because just one bet is boring. I asked if his approach to betting included responding to outcomes by increasing wagers after a loss or series of losses, or after a win or series of wins. He said sort of, but that isn't how craps is played. 
I didn't understand what was being discussed. That was not how craps was played correctly at all. He had been doing it correctly for 40 years and losing. It has to happen. That's how it's done. Doing it for 40 years and losing. That's how it has to be done. Okay, let's just leave that right there. Enough said. Point made, I hope. <laughs> let's get started with the battle plan. Questions my sons ask is next. What? 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 My sons ask questions about gambling. Strangers ask questions about gambling. Listeners ask questions. Actually, never mind. Gwen313 sent an email with some instructions, questions, and homework. So let's dig right into that. First up, I'm going to try to do this justice, but this is the first email I've ever received with pronunciation keys and stage directions. But Gwen313 is such a delight that I'm going to give this a try as she wants it presented. Note of my own, Gwen, you can just record these and email them over and I'll play them and respond. You don't actually have to like send send it like a script. You can just do it and then I'll answer, okay? That's more than fine. You are welcome to do that if you would like, Gwen. Okay, here goes. Hey, TRG, it's Gwen313 again, the pop culture princess of Casino Combat, and I have things to talk with you about today, boo. Okay, side note, I will check with Mrs. TRG, and I am perhaps old and not completely up to date on how slang is used, but I think she would probably prefer we don't do the boo thing. As I said, not sure, I'll check, I'll email you, but I digress. Gwen continues, you are so cool ever. I love, love, love the show intros you've been doing. The last couple have been fire. My first question is about Bye Bye Bye. I'm guessing her first name and the name of the movie both start with the same, same letter. Please, please, please tell me I'm right. I know I'm right. Am I right? I'm right. Am I right? I'm sure I'm right. Next. I'm giving you an incomplete on the PhD content during the moment of Casino Wisdom in episode 114. Your math works fine for large, even dollar amounts, but I usually get $15 in free slot play, maybe $25. That math does not work. I'm sure that if you put a little more time in, you can figure this out for me instead of me just hitting the, the $1 button 15 times. So, an incomplete on that one, but I'll allow you to correct your work. I was not supposed to chuckle there. I'm sorry. I was supposed to be very serious about that. I'm just completely amused. My other question is this. What is the one pop culture reference that you think is hidden in plain sight, but people miss or don't realize is there? Thanks so very much. You know I appreciate you. Gwen313, PCP of Casino Combat. Okay, so first up, thank you so much, Gwen313. A, a unique pop culture take, as always. Uh, I guess as a princess, Gwen313 gets to give orders. At least if they're educational orders. I don't know, sometimes I run the pod, sometimes the pod runs me, I guess. Yes, I'm sure you have it sorted out. Movie and dealer do in fact share a common first initial. To refresh everyone's memory, during a moment of Casino Wisdom in episode 114, we were discussing a formula for getting maximum spins out of a large amount of free play using TRG slot strategy number one, as presented in my ebook, Casino Combat Slot Tactics, which you can download from the Fred section of the website casinocombat.com. My recommendation was to use this formula. Divide the amount of free slot play by five, then divide that number in half. 
For example, 50 divided by 5 is 10, divided in half is 5. Then you would make 5 of each bet from $1 to $5 on a slot machine. 5 at $1 is $5. 5 at $1 and a half is $7.50. 5 at $2.50 is $12.50. 5 at $5 is $25. 5 plus 7.5 plus 12.5 plus 25 is 50. But instead of 10 $5 spins, you get 25 spins of varying amounts. Gwen313 is correct. This does not work if given $15 in free slot play. And it doesn't work well with three slot play amounts that end in five, at least some of them. I usually just make an extra $5 spin or a couple of $2.50 spins or whatever and then get started with the rest. But I like the challenge. Gwen is actually correct. My work is incomplete. I don't like to let listeners down. Here's my response to what to do with $15 in free slot play. Most numbers ending in five are divisible by three. So 15 divided by three is five. That is the number of $3 spins you could make with the given free play. But I hear you saying, TRG, most slot machines don't allow $3 spins. And if they did, that defeats the purpose. If you are saying that, if you are thinking that, you would be correct and thank you for the observations. Most machines do not have a $3 spin, but many have a $0.50 spin, a $1 spin, and a $1.50 spin. $0.50 plus $1 plus $1.50 equals $3. So 15 divided by 5 is 3. Make 5 spins at 50 cents. Make 5 spins at $1. Make 5 spins at $1.50. Instead of getting 15 spins at $1 or 10 spins at $1.50, you get 15 spins that include a mix of both and some 50 cent spins added into the mix. Even this isn't perfect. It doesn't work with 25 or 45, so you'll have... So we've still not found the perfect equation for every amount of free slot play. Maybe a unified theory of free slot play can be invented. Until we get there, you will just need to be a bit creative. Given $20 in free slot play, figure out how to play the first five to get to 15 remaining. Given 25, you have eight spins at 50 cents, $1, and a dollar and a half, and then you have a dollar left over to spin once or twice. Not perfect, but I do hope that helps Gwen. I hope that suggests some other ways. I hope I can at least grab a B minus on this one, and we will consider this wrapped up. But I do really appreciate the observation. Now to the most challenging question, the more challenging question. Is there a pop culture reference that I think is hidden in plain sight that no one has noticed? Well, I don't know if anyone has noticed or not. I can't speak to that. But I will say there is a pop culture reference that is foundational to our podcast and to what I do as I live my casino lifestyle. I think it's implied. It anchors me. It has a lot of meaning for me. It's part of what I do. It's been there since day one. Just trying to make a living and doing the best I can. Spin the tires, T-Rex. We have a travel segment to do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This has been an amazing couple of weeks in our lives. We truly got to live a casino lifestyle. We got to take some of what we learned from Trace and Lana and be casino nomads. Nomads spelled with a K. Sure you knew that. 
We got to ramble through some nice spaces, meet some great people, eat some wonderful food, have some amazing cocktails, have some interesting experiences. It's It's been very, very nice. It has been exactly what, uh, what we thought might be able to be possible once Mrs. TRG retired. And before we get into details, let me ramble a bit about being organized in a casino. If you've listened to even a few episodes, you know that I'm a big fan of using a vest with 23 pockets as my organizational tool in a casino. A pit boss at Casino One remarked on our last visit that it's really just cargo pants turned into a vest. That's an excellent observation. He isn't wrong. That is a great comparison, a great evaluation of what it really is. If the vest has one drawback, it has many positives, not the least of which is being a little bit intimidating for some people, but it has one drawback, and it's that it isn't really suited to very warm, humid locations. So over the past few weeks, I've tried some other solutions. When we were in the Gulf Coast and roaming around during the day, I tried out a motorcycle leg bag. Straps to my leg, straps around my waist, drawstrings to seal everything up because we wouldn't want them flying off on a motorcycle. It has less pockets, but all in all, it got the job done and kept everything organized and secure, while at the same time allowing me to stay cool in short sleeve shirts. In the Bahamas, I changed, thing up, changed things up again and went with a crossbody bag. That also worked well, especially when I was wearing less structured pants with very shallow pockets. Not crazy about the idea of just wearing uh, linen pants with almost no true pockets and carrying large amounts of cash. And the point that I've always tried to make is that the vest isn't about the vest itself. It's about having a way to be organized and keep casino tools, not not the least of which is money and players cards, secure and well protected. I'm happy I found a couple of options better suited to warm weather locations. So you might want to try those. You might want to try finding something like that that works for you. I, I very strongly feel that being organized is part of being good at the game of casino gambling. And quite honestly, in some ways outside casinos, I don't do as good a job at being organized as I should in my real life. And so perhaps I overcompensate by being very organized in a casino. Disclaimer again as I dig into the travel. My purpose here is not to say, look at me, look at me. My purpose in this segment in talking about the travel is to say, come with me. And if not with me, with other people you care about, come do this if you think it sounds fun. This is another way to use what you do in a casino to see other parts of the country, to go on other adventures, to do other things, to extend that casino lifestyle beyond just one or two locations to many locations and to do things that many, many people would love to do. And that is the other point that I want to make here as I start to dig into what we did. If it were not for casino gambling, if it were not for the comps that we received because of casino gambling, we would probably be able as a couple to afford one, perhaps two of these trips a year. We are certainly not as a retired teacher and a at best part-time IT consultant and part-time podcaster we would not have been able to afford or willing to afford. We'd have to do some other things in our lives differently if we were going to pay for a flight down uh, to the Gulf Coast, pay for a hotel stay there, you know, just at a normal chain hotel, see the area, buy the meals. We can afford to do that. 
but were then not coming home, spending just a few days at home and flying down to Miami and going on a cruise through the Bahamas. That's, that is not something we do not have the, the financial wherewithal to do those and enjoy those things twice in the same couple of weeks. Those would be once or at most a couple of times a year if we were paying for all of that. And I, and I want to be real, real, uh, I guess, Clear? I guess that's the word I'm looking for there. I, I, I want to make sure it's understood that we get to live this way because we can do what I can do. That's what allows us to do this. That's what this podcast is about, is showing you, among other things the podcast is about, but showing you that if you can be good at this, then all kinds of parts of the world be, become your playground, become your country club, become your vacation club, club, become a place you can come and go as you please and make money along the way and have great experiences and get comped a lot of great and interesting things. So here we go. We started our adventures by getting on a charter plane to Harris Gulf Coast Resort in Biloxi, Mississippi, or as I learned while we were there, Biloxi, Mississippi. Fascinating the way places decide to pronounce the names of where they are, and it doesn't match the spelling at all, at least not the spelling and pronunciation the way I was taught it in uh, in elementary school. Chartered flights are a great way to travel to casinos. In this case, we got on the plane at a small airport about two hours from our home and were given a complimentary cocktail once we were in the air. When we arrived, a bus was waiting to take us to the hotel where we were offered a cold beer and handed the keys to our comped room that looked out at the Gulf of Mexico. We ate dinner at a bar on the pier and met a retired Navy officer who told us to just stick around a little longer and have another drink. We had the best seats in the area to watch the sunset. He was absolutely correct. We enjoyed meeting him. We enjoyed hearing his stories and how he ended up in that part of the country and and, and, and his experiences being in the military, it was, it was a wonderful way to, to start our trip and to, spend, and to spend part of our evening. After dinner, we did find an issue that we'll, we will keep in mind in the future. We were at this property a couple of years ago, and we assumed that some of the things we didn't particularly enjoy occurred because we were there in December, and December is off-season for them. Nope, same, uh, same issue still exists. Caesars had flown in three full 737 chartered planes with guests and they only had staff to open one craps table and three blackjack tables after the sun went down we all stood around looking at each other with no place to play plenty of slot machines if you were a slot player you weren't upset but the craps players and the blackjack players had nowhere to play so what happened the casino starts out packed and we're all looking at each other and we're all looking for a place to play and slowly in groups we all left and went to other casinos to play in our case, we left and went to the nearby MGM casino, Beau Rivage, which is beautiful, by the way, and we had a great evening, which included free bets based on our previous visit. Caesar's loss was MGM's gain. The next day after breakfast, Mrs. TRG enjoyed the pool, and I made some money playing cards at the only 3-2 to two blackjack table the casino had open, which happened to be a double-deck game, and so I had to refresh myself a bit on the correct basic strategy for double-deck blackjack. On our first visit to the Gulf Coast, we were informed that we had arrived during the only three days of bad weather they were going to have all winter. And we didn't let that bother us. And apparently, we were the cause of that bad weather. Because once Mrs. TRG left the pool, the area got hit with two days of rain. 
and the rain caused us to skip several out-of-casino adventures we had planned. There were several things, touristy things, we were going to go see and do, and it just wasn't practical with it pouring rain. It just didn't happen. Instead, we went to visit, or maybe I should say revisit, the Scarlet Pearl Casino and had a great lunch in their cafe. We picked up some free slot play there that they offered us based on our previous visit. If we lived in that part of the country, we would certainly be regulars at the Scarlet Pearl. We really like that casino. We think uh, from the pictures we've seen that the hotel rooms look like they would be great. We'd love to stay there. And despite the rain, we had a great time. We did more eating, drinking, and gambling than we had planned because of all the rain. We spent a lot of time at the Beau Rivage because of the lack of play opportunities at Harris. We were a bit surprised at how much free play our MGM credit card spending had generated since the last time we were at an MGM property. So we played all of that free slot play and more than doubled the large amount of free play in cash using TRG slot strategy number one. We did observe something very interesting and old school about how casinos work in this part of the country. If you want to have a drink, just go to any video poker bar, put your player's card in the machine. You don't even need to put in any money. And as long as you are tipping, the bartenders will pour drinks as fast as you want to empty them. And I will confess that the later it got at the Beau Rivage, the more interesting the people watching at the bar got. There's obviously a lot of locals that understand that if they want to get all liquored up, they just go to any casino and enjoy all the free cocktails they would like by putting their card in the machine. In fact, one lady even leaned over and went, oh, you must not be from here. You put a card in the machine. So maybe we don't understand it perfectly, but we did quickly find out about this little wonderful freebie. As we left the Gulf Coast, we reached a firm conclusion. We had a great time. Food was great. We would love to come back to the region again if MGM offered us a reasonable charter flight. But as blackjack players, we don't think we want to return on a Caesars charter to to the Harris Gulf Coast, at least unless some significant changes happen. The Harris property has too few restaurants and not enough dealers and staff for the number of people they fly in. Why stay there and then pay cabs or ride shares to run us back and forth to the Beau Rivage? We just need to get on charters to the Beau Rivage and then maybe pop over to Harris just once in a while. When we returned home, I did some gambling locally to catch up on my free bets, free slot play, comps, and gifts, and we celebrated the 4th of July with our children and grandchildren and learned that our squad is growing as we will be welcoming two more grandchildren in January. We are growing and growing quickly. After those few short, fun days at home, we got on a flight, paid for with credit card points, and went on our first cruise. We sailed on Virgin Voyages, Scarlet Lady, to a couple of islands in the Bahamas. We were comped a room with a balcony and our drinks in the casino by an independent casino host. Go back a year ago, I didn't even know there were independent casino hosts. And here we are, starting Mrs. TRG's retirement, going on a comped cruise. All of that was based on our play in Las Vegas at Caesars and MGM properties over the past year. Our host had brought a large number of gamblers on the cruise and had planned a welcome reception for the group, a group dinner the second night at a very, very nice restaurant, and a private slot tournament during our day at sea. At the private beach club, they had VIP seating reserved right by the pool for members of our group, and at night the group ran the craps table, including setting the limits where they wanted them to be. During the slot tournament, we met another member of the group who had been on eight cruises with this host in the past year. He shared an interesting tip with us that we will use in the future if we travel with this group. Let me try to explain how this works to the best of my ability. 
Apparently, normally, someone going on a cruise with Virgin Voyages can fill out an application, and if it is accepted, they can ask for up to $3,000 each day at the table in the casino and have it counted out to them in chips and have the amount charged to their room. So you say, please, I'd like to have $3,000 to the blackjack dealer. He scans a little uh, bead on a bracelet and you get $3,000 in chips, and you have a room charge of $3,000, and that goes on the credit card that you put on file to back up the room. There is a 7% fee for doing this. What my new friend explained is that our hosts had gotten the application requirement and the 7% fee waived for all of us in the group. He continued and explained that he leaves his gambling money at home in the bank and takes the full $3,000 at a table each day. He only gambles with a small part of that money and locks the rest in the safe in his room. His room charges are backed by a credit card that gives travel points. All of the charges at the table go against that card. When he gets off the boat, he takes all the cash, gets in an Uber to a branch of his bank, and deposits all the cash and goes online and pays off the credit card charges he gets enough points to fly for free to his next cruise destination. Brilliant technique for living a casino lifestyle. One we will remember. you got to be disciplined if you're going to do this. You have to be professional. You have to resist the urge to gamble with money you cannot afford to lose or pay bills. But if you have that, that discipline and you have the right travel credit cards, it's an excellent way fee-free, penalty-free, to accumulate points and quickly pay off the balances. The blackjack on the cruise was acceptable. It was, it was playable. To make the most of the space and the dealers, they had two continuous shuffle three to two tables with nine wagering positions. And sometimes later at night, a six-deck shoe game with a $10 minimum would open up as well. It wasn't particularly consistent, and I think in hindsight, if I had just ask our host, that table probably would have been open for me when I wanted it to be. I didn't think about the idea that the host was basically setting the blackjack or the, the craps table limits. He was basically saying when he wanted the table open and closed because he had a lot of craps players with us in the group. I probably could have made that request, but didn't think about it because of the the way the tables were set up at the lower limits. It was under, It understandably took some time to get a seat. And, of course, the other players were consistently horrible at the game. The one thing I did really appreciate was that because it was continuous shuffle, I made a point of saying to, to each of the dealers as I interacted with them that, that I, you know, I made a tip. And I said, you know, I'd appreciate it if, if those cards that we play could go back in the machine after each hand, not build up in the discard rack. And they all said, sure. The one actually asked why, and when I explained that if, Lots of tens and aces ended up in the discard rack. That was an advantage for the house and a disadvantage for the player. And the dealer kind of looked at me for a second and went, you are exactly right. I will make sure I do that. I do not. I want you to have every chance to win. So very nice, very gracious, great dealers. We lost the first couple of nights, but had multiple nice winning runs during the day at sea and in the evening to finish up the cruise. We found that being on a cruise was very much like being in Las Vegas or Atlantic City. Interesting new things to do during the day, wonderful dinners and shows in the evening, followed by time in the casino, meeting new friends, and in one case, a new frenemy? 
No, just a new enemy. I'll tell you about that guy in a minute. Uh, he was a trip, and we will get to that before we wrap up this segment. When we got off the boat, we were understandably a bit worn out. We checked into a hotel to recover before our flight home the next day. We needed to get food. We were tired. We didn't have a car. I'm on my phone looking at maps trying to sort out what was or was not in walking distance. And I finally said, Mrs. TRG, let's just do what we know. Let's just go with our strength. The Fort Lauderdale Hard Rock Casino is only 10 minutes away by Uber. And they have all-day breakfast in the cafe. ABC. Always be casinoing. Off we went to do what we do best. We had an amazing breakfast in their cafe. We saw the property a bit. They had the coolest fountain. If you have not checked out my Instagram in the last few weeks, backtrack my Instagram. The fountain they had when you walked in was absolutely amazing and beautiful. Very unique. Very cool casino. Very cool resort. As the Hard Rock brand has finally started to unify their reward systems across their various properties, and with a Hard Rock in Atlantic City and soon to be a renamed Mirage in Las Vegas, we are much more interested in building a relationship with the brand than we were several years ago. It's really interesting to see what they are doing, and this is certainly a resort we would enjoy spending time at. The Hard Rock just started to introduce craps to the casino, and I'm unclear on the details, but apparently there were laws that allowed casinos, but not dice games, and that has changed recently. They don't have full-size craps tables opened yet. Blackjack dealer told us that all of the dealers that had craps as their license had gone out for a quick refresher school, and that physical tables, large tables, would be opening soon, but they did have interlock bubble craps. I played a couple of sessions and I discovered something really unique. I'm not sure if it's a programming mistake or the result of different laws controlling crafts in the state of Florida, but the bubble crafts machines I played paid the don't pass wager not just on a come out roll of two or three, but also on a roll of 12. The wager had on the screen the standard label, don't pass bar 12. I see that everywhere else. But bar 12 means you get paid on a 2 or 3, you don't get paid on a 12. Well, their machines paid me on a 12. If that isn't a mistake, if that is intentional, that is the fairest, lowest house advantage wager you could possibly make. I gotta believe that if that's consistent, if that doesn't get caught and changed, that that is a very, very beatable environment. And Jeez, Louise, if that's also true, suppose the state of Florida said you can offer craps, but you got to pay on the 12 2 on the don't pass line. You got to pay 2, 3, and 12. That's the law. You've got to, if that's the case, then Florida craps should be a very, very beatable game. We really enjoyed the cruise. In fact, we enjoyed it so much that our, we are already booked on a longer cruise in November that is going to include craps classes taught by a former Golden Touch craps instructor. So in November, we have a seven-day comped balcony room on another very, very large cruise ship with another cruise line. We are seeing many, many opportunities to do many, many fun and amazing things because we are good at the game of casino gambling. I said I made an enemy, so let me wrap up this segment by telling you about Too Loud Larry. Now, I am normally not a quiet person. I am normally a high-energy person, and I have often been told that I am a loud person. Too Loud Larry made me sound quiet. 
and he was sitting right beside me. And as I mentioned, there were nine spots at the blackjack table. To put that in perspective, at my local casino, we often have four or five spots. In the area, six, sometimes seven spots is not uncommon. Nine spots is crazy. Nine spots is everybody is shoulder to shoulder. So, Too Loud Larry is on my right-hand side. We are almost shoulder to shoulder. He is younger, not particularly tall. Perhaps he's wiry. I don't know. Bad cats, uh, long straggly braids under a baseball hat. He is playing $10 or $15 hands, and he is yelling everything. I mean, I am not exaggerating. He is so loud that at two different points, my watch bounced and informed me that the, the noise from him was so loud that I was risking hearing damage by sitting next to him. So I spent a lot of time with uh, my index finger in my right ear trying to prevent hearing loss. Now, loud is fine. Loud and excited is understandable. Particularly, you're a young man, you've had some cocktails. But Too Loud Larry went beyond being too loud. He even went beyond being too obnoxious, all the way over into rude and insulting and difficult. He is annoying everyone at the table. The table minimum is $10, and he is playing $10 to $15 a hand. And it's not just two red chips or three red chips. It's sometimes two red chips and a white chip, sometimes a pink chip. He's slowing the game down. And to put it in perspective, other people at the table are playing as much as $300 a hand. And he's playing poorly. In fact, at one point, he doubles his seven against a dealer's nine. He loses. Everyone at the table loses because of that play, and that's fine. We all kind of rolled our eyes, particularly the guy to my left who had lost 300 bucks that he should have won if the cards had been played out in a more normal fashion. No, Most people don't double a seven against a dealer's nine, right? Dealer has nine, you have seven. Most people know not to double that. But none of us would have said anything until Too Loud Larry starts to cuss out Sergey, our dealer. And tell Sergey that it's his fault. And Sergey just keeps screwing us over. And so the game isn't moving on because he's giving Sergey a lecture about how what a poor dealer Sergey is. And I finally stopped him and I said, No, you can play however you want to play. No one here cares how you decide to play. But Sergey didn't do that to you. Sergey didn't screw you, and Sergey didn't screw us. You did something really stupid. We all know it was stupid for you to double your seven. We all know that if you hadn't doubled your seven, you would have taken another card, he would have busted, and we all would have won. So you don't get to sit here and lecture Sergey that it's his fault. He didn't do that to you. You did it to all of us, and you have the smallest bet on the table. We're not giving you a hard time, but we're not going to let here and sit let you give him a hard time. So he quieted down for the next hand, and then he got super loud again. And the whole time we're playing, so he keeps over and over getting to the point where he has like $125, $130 in red chips, and he turns the red chips into black chips, and he says, I'm going to leave in a couple hands. And then three hands later, he's changing the black chip back into red chips. That he'd win enough to get a black chip, and he's so proud of himself. He's got a black chip, and he's going to leave, except he's not. He's going to keep playing, and he's going to need red chips again. And this happens, and happens, and happens, and happens, 
and everybody's annoyed. And finally, Sear J gives him a black chip for his $100 in red chips and says, that's the last time. And he starts going off on Sear J again. And I once again looked at him and said, no, you're wrong. What you're considered, what you're doing is considered very rude in most casinos, rude to the dealer and rude to the other players. You are slowing down the game and getting colored up and then saying you're leaving and then not leaving and then going through the whole process again. And we are all waiting very patiently for you. But Sergey has been generous in bending the normal rules of blackjack for you to accommodate you and he is very reasonable to say, no, he's not doing it again. Perhaps you can see why uh, Too Loud Larry and I were not exactly best buds. But that did not stop Too Loud Larry from looking over at me and saying, dude, dude, you are so baller playing green chips no matter what, win or lose. That's just so baller, dude, that you can play green chips. Despite the, 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 the lectures I've given out, he was perfectly comfortable handing out compliments. And when he would hand out compliments, he was constantly touching me. And not like putting out his hand out for a fist bump, but actually grabbing my shoulders, grabbing my arm. Just, it was a lot. I finally looked at him and said, touch me again and we're going to have a problem. Keep your hands off of me. And he finally took a hint and left a few minutes later. And everyone at the table was very happy to be rid of him. I got a bit of applause, including from Sergey the dealer. I'd prefer to remain professional and silent with people like Too Loud Larry. That, that would have been my first choice, to just put my finger in my ear, protect my hearing, put up with his absurdities. But with limited table options and a crowded space, I felt like the professional thing to do was to speak for the group and for the dealer and shut him down at least a little bit. And I guess we'll file that one under Hero and Crook, and we will see if I get an email from Mitch. Time will tell. Okay, we have a new segment next. We're just going to call this Padawan Parables. It's, it's the only way we're going to be able to go with this one, folks. Padawan! Oh, Anakin. Master! My young Padawan learner. You're reckless, little one. You never would have made it as Obi-Wan's Padawan. But you might make it as mine. A few episodes ago, I talked about how I would teach someone in person to be good at the game of casino gambling. And I had no clue, no expectation at that time that a longtime very good friend of mine was going to ask me to teach him in person, was going to ask me to do exactly what I had talked about. And I'll save that origin story and his story for another time. I certainly didn't plan on using the term Padawan, as obvious as it might have been, but uh, a pit boss that I know well at the local casino uh, asked me when I was without him, he just point blank said, oh, where's your Padawan today? You're not teaching? So we're kind of stuck with it at this point, right? Like it or not, we are kind of stuck with that term. I've learned a lot of lessons trying to teach someone in person and from watching someone else learn what I'm trying to teach and watching how it is learned. And that happened recently. My student and I had been working together for several weeks, having conversations and setting goals when we arrived at the casino, playing at the same table so that I could answer questions and, and help, and then reviewing the results afterwards. I was going to be out of town for a few days, and we decided that he was ready to try a casino visit on his own without me. We put together a plan. He would visit on Friday. He would bring enough for two buy-ins. He would leave after winning or losing a small amount. 
I told him, if you win, you will likely consider coming back again a couple of more times over the weekend or playing additional tables during your first visit. Don't do that. Resist that temptation to play more than we had planned. Execute the plan and we will evaluate on Monday. The first time you have success on your own, it will feel easy and you will want to continue. Please, want the win more than you want to play. I continue with what I am calling the parable of the Padawan, the path, and the bear. And I want to share that with all of you today in this first ever Padawan Parables segment. I told him, I've walked this path before you. I started walking it before I even met you all those years ago. I'm telling you the safest path is to walk out and around the valley. It's a long path. It's a difficult route. When I'm not with you on the path, you are going to see a shortcut, a simpler route, an easier route, an obvious route with plenty of other people on it. There is a reason I am telling you to go the long way and take the difficult path. You see, I've taken that short path. I've also tried to go that way. The problem with the shorter path is if you go that way, you are going to run into a bear. A bear that is mean and difficult to survive. I barely survived. I was badly hurt. It took me many months to recover. I don't want you to have to experience that. I want you to learn from me and take the longer path that is much easier than meeting the bear. Now, my Padawan said he liked that story. It made good sense. He would not play more than planned. He would avoid the bear. We parted company, and I went to spend some time with my extended family. Friday came and went. On Saturday, I got a text. My student had gone to the casino on Friday as planned. He won money fairly quickly using TRG4 Win More Keep More. As he was leaving, he noticed the bubble crafts machines. He had seen me play the Don't Pass using TRG4 a few times. The minimum is much lower than blackjack. He was still working to play TRG4 correctly with chips in front of him at a blackjack table as an abacus, but he was sure he could do it without chips and he would win some more money, and if he didn't, since the minimum wager was smaller, he would still have a profit. He didn't win. He lost approximately two-thirds to three-quarters of what he had won earlier and turned a nice win into just a very, very tiny win, and he was texting to share that with me. My return text was short and simple. I'm glad you survived meeting the bear. The little lion's favorite teacher says, we have ears, say cheers. One of my favorite teachers said, if you have ears, you should listen. I hope some of you heard what I just said. The last item on our battle plan is a trip to the virtual VIP lounge to review results for the month of June, 2023. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the most must listen to segment in casino podcasting, the virtual VIP lounge. Our lounge is open. And we have the best virtual everything virtually all of the time. We are limited to just the Swedish chef robot today. The other chef needed a checks notes. What did T-Rex say? The other chef needs the measurement subroutine recalibrated. (laughs) Okay, that sounds like a virtual problem. That doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like a real problem. But one chef today, it's the Swedish one in the blue kitchen. So be nice to the Swedish chef. Maybe keep the orders as simple as possible. But in all seriousness, if you can, pour yourself something to drink. Join me in a few sips as we go over the results for the month. It's been a long, busy two weeks, so I am... (laughs) You heard the open. I've been drunk now for over two weeks. I'm taking it very easy today with a locally handcrafted root beer. An artisanal root beer, to be exact. We do these once a month. I normally do them in the virtual VIP lounge. I believe virtual VIP lounges is often where you have real conversations with real friends. 
and I consider it an important part of my following of the core concepts of and gambling for the month, not the table or the day, to do these sessions. I find it helps me be better, and I hope it shows all of you my real results. That is what I am trying to do. I am not trying to brag. I am not trying to impress you. I trust me. I could point you to people that would just laugh at all of this and say it wouldn't be worth their time at the levels that they gamble. I am trying, as I said, to let all of you see the winning and the losing, the comps and the gifts, and the things that come from the winning and the losing. I do this by reducing things to what I call a day's pay. If I earned a dollar a day, I have an amount I want to earn when I go to the casino. I divide all of my results, all of the value of all the comps to the best of our abilities, all of the expenses, everything by that number to give you results as if I earned only $1 a day. If you want to know what this would mean in your life, take the numbers I give you. If I say we spent $1.18 and you make $100 a day, multiply 1.18 times 100, you know what that expense would look like in your life. If I tell you I won $3.22, multiply 3.22 times what you earn a day, and it's that's how much extra money would be coming into your life. The actual amounts don't matter. Some of you would be impressed, and some of you would take pity on me for only having such low goals and expectations. The other thing that I'm going to do here is that I have extended the month of June by a couple of extra days to include the time on the cruise instead of breaking the cruise up into two different months of results. I have the 10 ounces of sterling silver on. I am wearing the casino combat ring, so I'm going to use the powers of that ring to change dates in this case and put part of July into June to give coherent results across the travels that I've already told you about. So let's dig in the results. And we will post this on the website. We will post all these numbers on the website so that you can dig into them, so that you can find mistakes if I've made them, so that you can be educated by them, so that you can use them in any way, shape, or form, any way that you see fit. This is not secret. This is not a one-time thing. This is out there for you to peruse at your leisure. Okay, here we go. On the right spreadsheet, on the right tab. What do we have for the month of June 2023? We had a loss of $5.95 on the if I earned a dollar a day scale playing table games. 70, we played 73 blackjack tables. 43 of them were winning blackjack tables. 30 of them were losing blackjack tables. And that's a real weird messed up ratio. And that shows you that there are some parts on the cruise ship in particular, maybe a little bit trying to make things work at Harris, where I probably played a little bigger, probably played tier twos and tier three Meta Martingales in times when I should have, would have normally played tier ones if I'd have been home. Made some adjustments, made some, uh, had some problems with, with things. I don't know if problems are the right word. I'm learning how to gamble in a more diverse set of environments, and this is a great illustration. With 43 winning tables and 30 losing tables, it should not have been a losing month. It should have been a winning month, somehow, some way. That should have worked out differently, and it's unfortunate that it didn't. We played three craps tables. We All three were winning tables. We won almost one day's pay, 90 cents on the if I earned a dollar a day scale, playing craps. We played 11 bubble craps machines. Seven of them were winning bubble craps machine. Four of them were losing bubble craps machines. 
and we won a dollar and 48 cents on the if i earned a dollar a day scale playing bubble crafts bubble crafts continues to be a very very solid way of of uh generating money for us in the casino so those are those are the tables other than some random uh baccarat or that kind of thing that might have been been thrown in there a little bit we had a profit playing slots with our own money using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. We had a profit of 33 cents on the dollar a day scale. We received $4.20, call it 26 cents rounded up of free slot play. And with that free slot play, with that large amount of slot free slot play, we won $4.37 in the dollar a day scale. You can see clearly slots, slots were the saving grace here. Slots are what, are, are what saved us. Slots are what made the whole thing work. We end up with a profit or loss from gambling, uh, for all the gambling, with a profit or loss on gambling, a loss of $1.05 on the $1 a day scale. We had expenses of $7.31 for a profit or loss after expenses, a loss of $8.37. And you're saying, what? What? Maybe you're saying that. Maybe you're not. I included all of the costs of getting down to the, getting, getting down to the boat to go on the cruise. I included all of the costs of the excursions on the boat. I did my best to record all of what it cost. And to put that in perspective, we went um, we went kayaking and snorkeling, and that was well over a day's pay just for that one little excursion. So I have included a lot of things that many people would have considered vacation because they were part of the expenses of doing what we do, and I want a real look at it. You might account for those things differently. So because we had really high expenses... We didn't have a big gambling loss. We just had a lot of spend to go on vacation. And I'd prefer to have won the money, but it is what it is what it is. Let's look at the rest of it, though. We had $13.14 in comps. When you get a comped room on a cruise ship, that's a pretty expensive comp. It's a pretty nice comp. We received $21 and, uh, let's go, sorry, not dollars. We received 21, let's actually round up and call it 22 cents in match bets. We received $2.18 in free bets. And we received 94 cents, almost $1 in gifts of various types from the casino. When it's all said and done, despite the large expenses, despite the small loss, if you take... The money lost on tables, the money won on slots, the money won playing free slot play, and the expenses, and the comps, and you come to total value into our lives, we still end up with a positive $13.35 in value into our lives from gambling. We still end up with a positive despite all of that. It's really kind of amazing and interesting. This is a casino combat win. This is a win. We ended up with more value in our lives than what we lost and spent. On that scale, it's a win. We enjoyed a very nice trip. We paid for some things because, and we're able to pay for some things. I guess that's the other point that I'll finish up with. We were able to pay for excursions and things like that on our first cruise because we didn't have to pay for the cruise. 
if the comps had been expenses, then the whole thing gets flipped upside down. The whole thing gets flipped on its head. So really happy with the way the month worked out. Would have preferred a little more discipline on the blackjack. Would have preferred to have things go a little better in that regard. But all in all, a very, very, very successful month. Very successful trip. We enjoyed living a casino lifestyle. We learned some things about some new places and spaces. It was a very, very wonderful month. It's a casino combat win, but we obviously lost money on gambling and had very high expenses and just got comped some wonderful things. Hotel rooms in Biloxi, uh, free play, free slot play, and, and obviously a very wonderful comped cruise. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host, but don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. In 10 years, we may find out I was wrong about all of this. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Stick around for the best part of the podcast. You should probably play alone I know the house has that advantage But that's part of the thrill If we follow the core concepts The chips begin to spill So baby, here's your player's card Put your bankroll in your hand Use just some of that money now Do it just the way we planned Just follow the core concepts And you could win several grand Well, it's good if it goes down like that Don't have to play to lose It's gambling
casino right down to me.